Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 105, Episode 4 of The Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, officially off the top, fuck Coke Industries Uh, and fuck fuck Fox News. It's Thursday, October 24th, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Jacking around like a babkin. O'Brien got too many napkins. Hot takes coming out like flapkins. Oh, snap, kid. Takes one hit of green in his hands, dancing around like plapkins. Uh, that is courtesy of Freddie Bidet. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. I'm a bond maker, windbreaker, pants shaker. Please don't send me to the dean. You're a font hater, stink slayer. Fun taker, I can hold it in. Oh no, no! Wow! <laughs> fire! Oh, and fire! So appropriate. Down below, look, smelly man. You you let the listeners in onto a little part of your life where you farted so much in your AP economics class. The <laughs> teacher sent you to the <laughs> dean. <laughs> um, and lo and behold, crispy meme donut comes yeah. through with the Pat Benatar heartbreaker right day. Also, shout out uh, my really good homie from high school who. This is a completely side story. I had a friend who got fully naked when he would take a shit in high school, uh-huh. and we would steal. He would put his school uniform on the door of the stall, and we would snatch I mean, that shit. What was? I mean, I understand. You wanna? You don't want your shit don't to want, get like toilet water? No, he, on no, it. no, no. Even in his own home, we lived together. Right. Too after high school, like we were roommates too. Had to shit Always. naked, and no necklaces, no nothing. Huh. Anyway, his dad was in Pat Benatar's band, and that's what's up. Oh, shout out to him. And a lot of, lot of connections. Right. It's appropriate that you guys were friends, I guess. Who? You with your infamous farting abilities. Farting. And with the... An inability to shit naked. Yeah. I know other people, too, and I've talked about this on the show. My friend's other brother, he has to have a, la- a towel on his lap. Yeah. Or my other friend has to have the shower on. Yeah. I know. I have friends just like that. The shower and yeah. towel on the lap? Shirt off, I think, was one of my friend's uh, towel on the lap, I've heard I don't before. I do towel on the lap. I, I think, think it's we, to cover the stink from yeah, getting coming from between up. your legs. Yeah. It's coming up. It's coming up. It's coming up. It's there. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Dude. Um, okay. okay. My bad. The gorillas, uh, fam? <laughs> well, oh, wow. I'm thrilled that we opened the way we did uh, with a first time guest. Uh, yes. We're hi. thrilled to be joined uh, by the hilarious comedian Maddie Connors. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so thank excited you for to be being here. here. Uh, yes, I'm sure, it's especially now that you've heard uh, us talk about uh, farting. Did the poop for... talk? Um, are you okay with that? Oh, please. I um, love it. Do you know any people with weird farting or pooping You styles? know, I grew up with a father, uh-huh. and that's uh, huge. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's huge for me. <laughs> that's huge. Uh, yeah. You might know him, of. Master Fartman. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, nothing I can think of off the top of my head. Okay, great. I'll didn't mean to, someone did, later. Didn't, didn't mean to put you on the spot with that. Name yeah. someone now with a weird no, habit No, I mean, in the you bathroom. just outed your dad as somebody yeah, who truly, farts. Truly. You must be mortified. Uh, <laughs> all right, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a few of the things we're talking about. Uh, we're going to check in with what is deemed the scariest haunted house in America. It's in Tennessee, and you have to sign a 40-page waiver to go there. Uh, and oh, watch a two-hour yeah. uh, warning, like, training video. Seems what? Like too much. Okay. Uh, we're going to check in with what we've learned uh, since Bill Taylor's testimony. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to check in with uh, what we've learned about how the Ukrainian leader felt about those calls that he, he had with the president, uh, the perfect, perfect calls. Perfect. It was perfect. Uh, how the Republicans are feeling about uh, this whole impeachment inquiry, how they're totally not panicking. Uh, a couple a couple interesting takes, one from Dick Toilet, mm-hmm. Matt Whitaker, uh, on abuse of power, one from Mitch McConnell on what he thought about Trump's uh, perfect, perfect phone call, and yet another from Trump's attorneys in Manhattan arguing that he could, in fact— shoot someone in the middle of Fifth Avenue, and they wouldn't be able to do shit. Oh, uh, they really? literally said that in court. Uh, we're going to 
check in with the NBA conspiracy theory we uh, worked through, Miles came up with today. Uh, <laughs> we're going to check in with another edition of Mengazi. Mengazi. Uh, and uh, the Joker Stairs, our new national monument. Uh, the stairs from that dancing scene in the Joker. Makes more sense. We've taken a dump on the Statue of Liberty at this point. Right. So. <laughs> um, but first, Maddie, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Great. I, I recently Googled, um, are parrots loud in hospitals? Because um, I was okay. visiting a family member in the hospital and there was a parrot there. Truly every day I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like an, a patient who had a parrot on shoulder every uh-huh. day. And right. I was going to narc on her. Right. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, it was like a weird like we work space. She had like a parrot and was just, um, you know. At the hospital? Yes. He was like the parrot was inside the hospital every single day, day I was visiting. Like on huh. the floor, on the hospital floor yes. out here. just on a shoulder. And it was of a patient, another patient? Yes. Must be a support parrot? Yeah, maybe. I Googled that after. I was like, do they count? Yeah. But I was like, what happened to dogs? Like, we can right. just bring dogs back. Yeah. yeah. So, so the parrot really bothered you, huh? You're like, <laughs> it what was... the fuck is this parrot doing? This motherfucking hospital, not a fucking pirate ship. <laughs> it right. really felt like a zoo. It felt like a weird, um, yeah. yeah, I'm just curious. But, you know. And did you find an answer? We don't no, know. No, no idea. You didn't even do like the thing to like the nurse like around and be like, huh. That's of that parrot, right. huh? Is that, I can't imagine that's legal, right? Huh? Right? That's got to be against right. the rules. Maybe you should throw them around, huh? I should have tweeted at the hospital. That would have been the next yeah. step. Yeah. yeah. At yeah. Delta Airlines. Right. At yeah. whatever hospital. Um, There's a fucking Macau in here. Macau, rather. Macau is the gambling island, I know. So, Maddie, why do you hate birds? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't hate birds. I'm not. Interesting. It's interesting. I think I think yeah. they're dirtier than cats, right? What? Birds are dirtier than cats. Yeah, probably. Hmm. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't like birds because they because they look like dinosaurs. Right. I mean, <laughs> most animals are dirtier than cats. Cats shit in designated areas or can be taught to do that. Self birds. I don't know. Love look, to shit everywhere. Have a bird Twitter in our mentions. Yeah. Uh, I know. I didn't mean oh, to come coming. out as anti bird. I didn't yeah. really mean to. No, they're no, coming no. for you, Maddie. The we cornered they're you. coming for you. Uh, what R. is R. something you think is underrated? Underrated. Um, talking on the phone. Everyone hates to do it, but I really like it. Thank yeah. you. You're, Bring I, it back. I've heard that recently from somebody else, uh, another young person who's uh, into talking on the phone and can't get friends to do it. I have friends that if they get like an unknown call, they'll just send it to voicemail. I always pick up. You yeah. always pick up? Yeah. You are a scammer's dream. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know why everyone's so afraid. It feels like, you know. To pick up a number you don't know? Yeah. I typically, it's weird. I, I At this point, most people just text all the time. Right. Um, and I just have a rule. If your number is not saved in my phone, I'm not picking up. Yeah. Because sure. nine out of ten times, it's a fucking robocall. Or like telling me about some rebate that the state of California is giving for solar panels. For I'm like, bro, this this is not me. Do you have the new iPhone setting that sends all unknown calls that aren't from mm. your contact list into like directly to voicemail? No, that's a new yeah. Setting. That's yeah. a new setting that I had on, and I was like, wow, this is so much more peaceful. But then I did one of those things where you can like you're on hold and you have them call back and oh, right. got it like six never... voicemails. It was uh, like your voicemail see? is ninety five percent. Uh, cell-phoned, exactly. <laughs> do you guys call your friends to catch up with them, or do you, like... Yeah. Just, yeah. If they don't live in the state, like, around, the phone call is really the only way you can, like, speak to somebody. Like, you don't... Yeah. You can't get a lot done in text. Right. And right. also, you know, at, the, at my age, being an elder millennial, we grew up talking on phones all the time. So, <laughs> right. like, to me, that's more normal than texting. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> FaceTime, though. That's... When you get a FaceTime, you weren't expecting. It's so scary. Yeah, uh, that's a lot. It's violent. Yeah, I would say. A to be honest, if I'm like high and I have no shirt on, and you're FaceTiming me, ooh, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, no, I, I think that's maybe a good rule in general is never FaceTime somebody without texting first and being like, "Hey, hey you wanna you down FaceTime? to down to FT? Down to FT? Yeah, uh, DTFT. Mm-hmm. I've noticed myself FaceTiming like my sister and. She just like won't answer ever <laughs> unless I do the text first and like set up a time. So, oh wow! Yeah, I I think that's probably a good rule for myself. I need to just stop randomly FaceTiming my sister, boundaries, or exes, or you know. I would like build a home that where would are you make my cell phone inert, right? And I could only use a corded phone, telephone. <laughs> yeah, just to be like 
have that like sort of go back to simpler times when I'm in mm. my own space. I have a computer up fine. If you Very Scarface. Like, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> with the with the the globe that says the world is mine. Right. Yes. Or yours, whatever one it was. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? I I don't love hot tubs. I'm not a hot okay. tub person. Yeah. Go on. Just being, what, what do you mean? I don't love being hot um, in general, and I feel like you're so modest. Yes. <laughs> um, and I feel like being in hot water, it's a lot of skin cells. And I know it's disgusting, but oh, true. So that's it's like skin cells, like, it's dirty. It's the, yeah, you don't want to be in body soup. Yes. And then bring it back to my father. He's someone who regularly passes out in hot tubs. Like, he gets too hot. You're dead. <laughs> Damn. It's like, he's so hot. He's like, fuck, I don't know. Yes. Fucking hot tub. Yeah. We're all worried. <laughs> I really feel like it's a Harrison Ford, like, suicide attempt thing where he's like, I just passed out an accident. It wasn't on purpose. Right. right. Yeah. And, yeah. But a lot of the times you're just thinking, all this body lint. Yeah. That is You can see it in the water. Yeah, when it's floating. And I've never been in a hot tub with, like, clean people. It's always, like, right. you know, guys I knew freshman year of college. Right, right, right. Who are, like, using this as a bath. Yes, for sure. And they're like, they're like why do you keep scrubbing your arm under the water? They're like, nah, I'm just, I'm just feeling myself. I'm not exfoliating here in the fucking hot tub. I once was in a hot tub with a guy who's eating red vines that got wet from the hot tub water and like, continued eating them. Nah, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> to be what? honest, I mean, I'm that's... trash. I'm not saying that he's yeah. right. I'm saying I'm disgusting. Yeah, that doesn't do anything to me. Because you know, uh, in my mind, visceral level, chlorine. Yeah, exactly. Sure, and sure. I'm like, what's a little skin cells between right. friends and also or strangers it's like at a holiday? Clean, it's basically like pre-softened for you a little yeah. bit. You know, so mm. also, you know, actually, I'm a little more upset about the. Re- I don't like red vines. In a hot tub. I, I don't like, just in general. I'm not a yeah. big Red Vines fan. So I'm like, yeah. mm, Twizzler? Yeah. Catch me in Twizzlers that have been dipped and submerged in a hot tub. Red Vines you can use as a straw, right? Yep. Disgusting. I, yeah, I, that's again, that's an abomination. Was he doing that? That would be... <laughs> drinking the <laughs> yeah, jacuzzi yeah. water. <laughs> jacuzzi water through a Red like Vine. Like a hot tea. Ah, yeah. just, <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> can you stop eyeing every time you drink the jacuzzi water? He kept saying, that's the thesis, and we're drinking <laughs> that's, the hot that's tub. That's the thesis. He's like, oh, fart snorkel. It's where I fart, and I try and get the air bubbles underneath the water. <laughs> okay, just um, me? Yeah. All right, well. Person tea or person soup, either way. Not feeling it. Yeah. Um, well, but I like, but I get that, but the feeling of a hot tub is nice. Yeah. Like a hot bath, maybe. Yeah. See, that's yeah. why you like. In- are you an ice bath person? You said you don't like to <laughs> oh, be right. like, Because I'm you- like an athlete. I just right. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, ice. I would do lukewarm. I'm like right. a big. Oh, lukewarm. Yeah, really? Lukewarm wow. Bath. So do you uh-huh. do cold showers? Yes. Wow. Do you guys? No. In the summer? Yeah. When the like ambient temperature is hot, I'm like, I don't need to get this hot right i just I have need to be very uncomfortable to do a cold shower like really very yeah i don't like even with showers. your sweats you don't feel like that's not the hack to be like i, I think maybe body because now. my body showers itself in cold it's already sweat. self-regulating yeah, that uh, i don't i've never really gotten overheated to the point that i needed a cold shower uh-huh. it See, feels so good to walk out of a cold shower if he's like taking like an adderall just like you're ready you're really <laughs> it's tough when it's we'll see when it's cold and you have a freezing bathroom and take a cold shower that's a level of shivering right. i'm not but willing to yeah endure. you only do that if you're punishing yourself or yes or of trying, trying to sober up bad. trying yeah. to sober up before a podcast recording <laughs> <laughs> that's right miles is Clothes are completely drenched. Always drenched. From, I'm always yeah. got half washed off Axe body wash <laughs> yeah. on my neck. Do they do hot tubs need more chemicals than a pool because like bacteria would form so. more easily? And you sweat in them, right? Too, yeah. I don't know. Pool, uh, pool zeit gang. Uh, yeah. Pool maintenance zeit gang. Yeah. I know some of y'all out there because we've talked when I was maintaining, uh, trying to maintain chlorine levels. Mm-hmm. What's the rule? Do yeah. you need more? Need more chemicals for the soup? Are they worse for you? Worse to drink. Worse to drink. Red yeah. Vine. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say like in in Japan, right? Like th- there's a lot. Their bath culture is very big there. But you you have to clean your body before you get into a tub. That's you nice. can't just hop in and soup it up with your dead skin. It's you like got to get spa. all that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you know, we we respect because you get like people clock that and they're like, oh, I ain't getting in that fucking bath. All this shit right. floating around. So do exfoliate the fuck out yourself. Yeah. And I I remember as a kid, there's like this Japanese scrubbing cloth. I'm sure all Asian people have it. I remember used to fucking, in the beginning, I didn't understand why she was like buffing my skin down to right. like the new parts. Yeah. Right. And then as I realized later on, I was like, oh, it's exfoliating. Mm. And you got to kind of put some elbow grease into that sometimes. Gorgeous. Mm. Do you guys go to Wee Spa a lot? Are you Wee Spa fans? I'm not. Same. Been once. I feel like that's like the first thing people do when they get unemployed. 
It's kind of like, yeah. spot for like a day. put in hours at Wee Spot. Or go like yeah. late. Just, yeah. yeah. Just chilled like for like deep into the night, <laughs> yeah. like after hours. It's yeah. good self-care. Good yeah. self-care. Uh, what is a myth? Well, now I'm afraid because I have spent so much time talking about my father already. Right. But it, it was about my father. The that apple I far. have a father. <laughs> I have a father. Yeah. <laughs> um, my, like the apple fall, fall, wait. The apple. The apple doesn't fall yes. far uh, yeah. from the So tree. my dad is a sommelier and works in wine. I hate wine so much. I won't drink it. I won't smell it. Uh, I feel like it tastes like battery acid. Rebel. Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird. I think it's like a probably like a weird psychological thing where I just like grew up watching. How many siblings do you have? I have one sister. Are you the older or the younger? Younger. Okay, you're the youngest. Yeah. And you're pushing back against and your um, your older sister likes wine. Yes. Mm. Wow. Interesting. How did you know that? <laughs> Thank you. This has been my TED Talk. <laughs> Wait, so do you like other forms of... Yeah, I drink cocktails, but I won't drink wine. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Huh. It's Maybe. just, you just can't, is it, the first like thing it. you're like, I don't like it, but do you think if you stripped away, did your dad, does your dad like wax on and on about wine all the time? Yeah, I think it's because like when I was a teenager, sense. I couldn't go in tasting rooms. My dad would like leave me in the parking lot when oh. he would like taste. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's tied yeah. to neglect. It's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, just uh, just see your dad f- f- like falling just like in, fall a hot tub, yes. in a hot tub, wine with a in the big glass of warm red. Next He's to just him. like avoiding my mom by going to wine tasting. Right. I'm like, I don't like it. Oh, I don't yeah. like the culture. Wow. Okay, okay. Fantastic. Yeah. Hey, that's you're right. Yeah. Um, that's well, cool. I will say, so are you, you know, like oh. you when you're at Thanksgiving? Are you the only one not drinking wine? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. is that and a like rule to have people? wine? At th- I guess yeah. A lot well, of no, I was just wondering, like family wise, like, right? Yeah. Well, no, I just feel like the, uh, when I think about it, there is wine. Yeah. Like, because even on my my like my dad's side, their wine didn't start coming in the picture till like later on. Right. Before yeah. was, there wasn't a lot of wine on the table. Right. But right. Now I think they. They think they made it or something. Right. <laughs> it's so scary when someone like finds wine when they turn like fifty four. Right. I look to be honest. Um, my, I was a little bit ignorant about wine. I thought there were only four kinds, red, white, screw top, and cork. Actually, five <laughs> and box. Um, and then I went to Italy uh, oh, for the Jesus first time. Christ. And when I was in Tuscany, I went to the uh, San Volognano uh, winery. And I fell in love with a Chianti that, to so, say it maybe tastes... There's this uh, uh, haunted house in Tennessee uh, that... <laughs> huh. Far from any winery, forgot, probably forgot close to some whiskey dis- distilleries. You know what a haunted house would be? A world without this Chianti. Oh, that I shut had. the fuck <laughs> up! Because in a way, so there's this gentleman, the Russ <clears throat> McCamey, uh-huh. uh, who owns and operates uh, what claims to be the most terrifying haunted house experience in America. <laughs> claims. <laughs> well, uh, let's see, tough guy. <laughs> he follows the people through with a video camera because they will like try sue and sue him afterwards <laughs> because Wait. they're so fucked up. So over it, what it's happens the exact in Nathan for you bit where he was like, "You're gonna make your your haunted house pop in because you're gonna be so scary, people sue you." Yeah, it's basically it's that. Na- it is that's the exact premise that Nathan offers the haunted house owner. Yeah, in that episode. Okay, yeah. I'm he in. films every tour. Uh, he then publishes the results on his YouTube page. I haven't results. had a chance to watch the hours and hours of footage of people walking around in the dark. Uh, but yeah, it just seems it seems next level. He makes you watch a two hour video For, on what, like on just how like, to be scared. Yeah, I think basically or like primes you. Yeah, you're not allowed to. There's all this long list of like you can't touch the actors, you can't do any of this stuff, uh, and then primes you f- to be scared. Which I wonder if that like. He also talks in this article that's like a profile of him from the local news about hypnosis. So I wonder if like part of the video is priming you like to be scared and mm-hmm. like in particular so that like when you go in, everything that you're like hearing in the dark becomes something really oh, Hold on. Are they waterboarding people in here? <laughs> uh, I'm watching this clip. <laughs> this woman is covered in blood crying. Yeah. Someone has... A hand around her throat? No. Yeah. Is that okay. her own throat? Yikes. Or is that him? It looks like the dude holding the camera. It looks like a dark-ass POV porn video. Yeah. Yeah, that's really kind of the vibe you get. Uh, he Good is... Boy. He's never uh, drank, taken an illegal drug, or sworn. Uh, he's never even had a cup of coffee 
He's so he's like this. Oh boy, you know. he's like Trump. It's Mitt Romney. Right. He's the yeah. Mitt, yeah. He's the <laughs> teetotaler who's getting his jollies by pouring blood on women and strangling them on camera. Yeah, okay. I think that might be what we're dealing with. Uh, but you can you can experience it for yourself. What's this you challenge I'm reading? Yeah, he will. I think pay you. I think there's a twenty thousand dollar prize if you can make it all the way through the haunted house. Oh, shit. there's something like this in San Diego, too, actually, where it's supposed to be the most immersive, disturbing experience you have. And people come from all over the country to do it because it is so fucked up. And it's sort of the same thing where you're just you're basically being like mentally tortured for right. like eight, eight hours straight. Wild. And people are like, oh, yeah, it was great. And other people are like, I don't I shouldn't have done this. <laughs> um, cool. It sounds like that, Guantanamo. It sounds right. Very... Right. Yeah. Um, and apparently you, he deducts money from your $20,000 prize if you curse. <laughs> so, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> right. Oh, shucks. Right. Yeah. So you just have to keep, you... <laughs> keep it 100% PG as somebody's like waterboarding you with fake blood. The, I'm just looking at this preview video is on his channel. I'm like, this is all kinds of bad, right. but I get it. I mean, like. If there, but I get why there's so many people who I know who are into this shit. Like they're like, I want to get fucking freaked the fuck out. Yeah, not me. I wonder what that is. Like what that is internally. What? If you just like didn't have a lot of adversity, you're like, I want to be scared. Finally. Oh right. Yeah. I think that's for white people. Yeah, yeah. truly. Like you're like, man, I would love to have like yeah. all kinds of existential threats coming at me. That In a right. Controlled like, setting. Ex- right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, like our like whole nervous system was shaped at a time when we hadn't fully escaped the food chain. So we are like, we were built to experience life altering fear, like on a regular basis. So people probably who are too bored, I think you're right. Just go and seek it out. For yeah. women, you can just walk home at night with headphones in. Right. And right. it's the same go. experience. Yeah. Oh uh, I think that's his so that's other a fun challenge. That's next year's yeah. um, haunted house. He's the, the headphone challenge. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Well, Ross McCamey, uh, good luck to you, sir. Yeah. I hope, man, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to dig in a little bit more. I want to see how fuck, cause it sounds like it's basically saying you're going to sign a waiver and an, and an indemnification agreement where I will abuse you. Yeah. He says a common fear people share is water. So like somehow he's turning water into a haunted house attraction. Why not uh, like enlist in the army if you're going to, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Because, dude, he's doing shit like duct taping people's eyes shut, like wrapping it around their heads. I'm more like, what about the back of your head? All that hair you gonna pull out? Yeah, that's good hair back there. Hey man, that's some good hair back there. That's <laughs> that's where that forty forty page uh, forty page waiver comes in. Do you right. guys go to Burbank for the haunted houses there? Uh, no, I've uh, there's one in North Hollywood I went to last year that this dude has, and he was so stoked. He's like, I save all my money to do this for the kids. Yeah, for the kids. And I was like, Ugh. but he was like, but he he you could tell it was truly like in the spirit of Halloween. Right. He's like, I just really like to see that like I can like kids in the neighborhood have something to do in mm-hmm. the neighborhood. Yeah, and I was like, oh look at you. Yeah, and I'm like, also bro, your haunted house is trash. <laughs> was so it really bad? I think I scared one of the characters. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Because I went the wrong way, and like they were on like a cigarette break or something. They're right. like, "Oh fuck!" I'm like, "Oh, I'm sorry. is this the? No, this is your living room." Uh, all right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, we have a little bit better visibility than we did yesterday into uh, what Bill Taylor's testimony was. Uh, it's been called a smoking cannon. Smoking cannon, fucking everything. Direct line dr- connecting Trump to the withholding of uh, military aid for political gain. It, I mean, he basically just destroyed every argument that they, the, the GOP and the White House were using to defend his actions. Uh, he had... I mean, look, it's you knew it was bad when his opening statement was 15 pages long. Everything we know about his testimony is from this uh, 15-page opening statement that the Washington Post got their hands on. So we don't know what the fucking testimony is. We know what the fucking opening statement was. And the opening statement was enough to say, basically, he was. it starts off saying, well, when I took over for Marie Ivanovich in uh, Ukraine, I realized that there were 
uh, there was a traditional diplomatic channel people were using and this, quote, irregular one, which was basically Rudy Giuliani and company doing their own shadow foreign policy. Um, and then he said, oh, yeah, Gordon Sondland told me that Trump wanted Zelensky to publicly declare investigations into Burisma in the 2016 election or there was nothing. Right. And Gordon Sondland, if you remember, we were talking about last week. He, his whole thing was to go up there and be like, I, I didn't, I never thought that. I don't know anything right. about this. I, right. I mean, I'm just, I'm just a guy who paid a million dollars to be a diplomat. Yeah. Um, and you know, as it says in the statement, uh, it was the most damning testimony I've heard. Debbie Wasserman Schultz said, uh, he drew a very specific line from the president to withholding foreign aid and the refusal of a meeting. Um, and that he basically wanted to put Zelensky in quote, a public box by making these statements public about these investigations. So, I mean, Gordon Sondland's probably in deep shit, too, now. He's probably going to have to come back and be like, uh, sir? Yeah. Did you lie to us? Right. Because you said you didn't know a fucking thing. But all I mean, this... is he testifying under oath? Like, would that be... Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is under oath. Yeah. That's why this is so damning. This is Bill Taylor, who is, like, a army officer, right. career diplomat, fucking served. He was a Bush Bush two appointee. This is not, like, someone they can... I mean, I'm. we'll see if they try and be like, this guy's deep state. Right. Or whatever, but... Right. This dude's just fucking calling them as he saw them. Right. Uh, and I think one of the biggest things, though, too, is that it truly just lays bare that, like, Rudy Giuliani and Donald Trump knew exactly what they were doing. They were directing all these other people to do it. There's there's just no way to deny this right. anymore. And so who knows what the fucking testimony was, what his actual deposition was like. Right. Because this is from the fucking pre-typed up statement he submitted. Right. And this is all relevant and important because it is Trump cheating at the 2020 election. Yeah. That's, that's important. And also, again, when you look at the knock-on effects, if the if if it turns out uh, Ukraine was the one meddling in our elections, then you, Russia's off the hook and right. no more sanctions. Right. And if Ukraine, uh, because we've completely made them feel destabilized in terms of like th the dependability of American military aid— that would make them closer to making a deal with Russia to end the conflict and probably give up part of Crimea. And right. then again, once that conflict's over, oh, now there's no more invading Crimea sanctions for Russia either. Right. So there's like down the road, if these things play out, they always they do benefit Russia. But again, that's neither here or there because really, if, right. if we're get really focusing on what this actual thing is, it's just a complete, uh, you know, corrupt act. Right. That's the stuff that's going to come out like a couple years down the road is like how it all tied into. Yeah, if it happens and, Russian. you know, we'll see. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Also kind of putting the lie to Trump's argument uh, that there wasn't quid pro quo was uh, Ukrainian officials are coming out and being like, oh, yeah, we totally got the subtext of that phone call and every phone call that uh, we've had prior right. with Trump. There was, you know, the phone call that we have the memo kind of outlining, but there was also an earlier phone call where uh, Trump called to congratulate him on his election that they actually make reference to in the phone call we saw uh, in the memo and where we don't know specifically what was said, but Zelensky had to call a group of advisors into a meeting on May 7th uh, and basically be like, well, what do we do here? This mm -hmm. is Trump won't give us aid if we don't do this bullshit investigation. So, yeah, it's basically, you know, they're just confirming from their side exactly what Taylor was saying. Yeah. Uh, it's, <laughs> I mean, it was very quiet yeah. from the GOP after this because they did not, they didn't know what the fuck to say. Uh, but you know who did know what to say? Who's that? Was acting attorney general, former acting attorney general, uh, Matt Whitaker, aka yeah. Dick Toilet. Yeah, um, the man. If you know, if you if you're a new listener, you know the lore of Dick Toilet. Uh, Are Matt you Whitaker. Aware, Maddie? Do you know? No, his I don't. Story? He was okay. the, he was a football player. Right. Uh, where did he play? University of Wisconsin, maybe. Yeah, something. Like I don't that. know. I don't want to look. I don't want to defame the Impune. Badgers like that. Uh, but anyway, he designed a toilet for people with big balls, right. so your balls don't go in the toilet water. So he Huge. was like, he's like, this is something we need. He like tried to make a like patent. I think he did right. patent this patent toilet. He's an innovator. He yes. became attorney general uh, yes. before William Barr. Right. Great. Um, so we that's why I call him Dick Toilet. Uh, he was on uh, Laura Ingram's show because again they're saying the the fallout from uh, Bill Taylor's testimony was essentially oh yes 
he was abusing his power right. for his own political gain. It was a total abuse of the power of the office of the president. Um, and he just gave us because we don't we can't def- they can't defend anything. This is what his rebuttal was. Abuse of power is not a crime. Let's fundamentally boil it down to, you know, the, the Constitution is very clear that this has to be some pretty egregious behavior, and they cannot tell the American people what this case is even about right I'm now, because really, they have to do it in secret. Hmm. Um, whoa. Where do we start with that? Abuse of power isn't a crime. Not a crime. Uh, how about corruption? Right. How about extortion? Not a crime. Not a crime. Okay. Nope. <laughs> I guess. I guess not. Nope. Uh, he. Th- this is. But I mean, this is where. This is where they're at. Right. This is them trying to change the. They can't. Yeah. Uh, the goal line by saying that you know it's not a crime, therefore he shouldn't be impeached. When that's not the definition of what. That's so lit. Right. Though. It's also crazy when he's like the American people can't be told what this is about. Right. Yeah, yeah, they are being told what it's about, and yeah. you don't like it, so you're just trying to be like, uh, it's a piece of they're arguing the words now because yeah. they can't argue, they can't defend the actions, so they have to look at everything else around it, and I think that's the biggest sign when you have no, like, really intellectually non-bankrupt argument. You have to have technicalities. And- yeah, and and that's that's sort of where everything is at, um, and which plays in even more to what happened on Wednesday. Um, when Laura Cooper, who's basically this uh, Pentagon official, um, was the deputy assistant secretary of defense basically for Russia, Ukraine and Eurasia, uh, was going to give private testimony again. Uh, this is all normal because even said they're doing it in secret. First right. of all, there these are bipartisan hearings. Mm. So there are Republicans in there and they have the exact same amount of time to ask right. questions as the Democrats. Right. There's nothing, they're not being like, all right, all the Republicans – Fuck off real quick. Right. So we can do our secret Democrat shit. Right. They're in as there. As if like they have no secrets too. As if they've never done anything. <laughs> right. Like- so it's just, and again, this happened with Benghazi. Yeah. Like it was people, and guess who everybody uh, cooperated with subpoenas from Mike Pompeo at right. the time and Trey Gowdy's circus show. Um, but now suddenly when this is just the typical refrain from the Republicans, when it's their turn to be held accountable, not even that Benghazi was a real, anyway, that's a whole other thing. But that now it's their turn to answer for shit. They're like, oh, this is fucking, this is just so corrupt. And right. I don't fucking. Uh, so what happened was, obviously, Bill Taylor's testimony was awful um, for the administration uh, and all their spin. And so this woman, Laura Cooper, was going to testify. Fucking a group of uh, Republican congressmen, they barged in to this closed door testimony to right. physically stop her de- her deposition. They fucking like barged in to this like, fucking thing. Stormed the castle. Stormed the fucking room right. while they were doing this. Also, what an incriminating way to prove that she's correct. If they're yeah. so right. threatened by what she has to say to that they're gonna physically like present stop themselves. It. Yes. Yeah. yeah. With cell phones, because first of all, these are all happening in a skiff. And we talked about the skiffs were a big thing at Mar-a-Lago initially because Trump wasn't using anyway, it's a what what they call a sensitive compartmented information facility right because you don't need any information getting out of there you can't have cell phones in there it's like for truly to be like in this bot nothing leaves this room. right and it was a big deal Mar- mar-a-lago because he wasn't using one yeah right? he was or like fucking uh talking about it outside of one just yeah not, like not pro- exactly he was so, treating it like a italian restaurant where he was just like doing business yeah people could screen. overhear him talking <laughs> about foreign, like, policy. foreign policy and whether the yeah the World was about to end. So they essentially hopped into this thing and immediately Adam Schiff and the witness, Laura Cooper, they're just like, let's get the fuck out. This is ridiculous. Right. Uh, and then Matt Gates uh, had this cool like thing where he was like, oh, this is just, you know, they're doing everything in secret and this is just so corrupt right. that we had to violate all these rules and act completely unethical to stop this thing that is completely legal and lawful. Right. So again- very chill. What is their argument? Like, are they're claiming because Nancy Pelosi hasn't held a vote or something like that? Well, essentially, their whole thing is that it's happening behind closed doors. Right. That's the thing. That's why even when I heard Dick Toilet say, and it's all happening in secret. Right. That's been this other thing they're saying. Like, why is it all secret? Why do they got to do all this closed door? Like, like it's a grand jury or something. Like, they're right. investigating something. Now, 
with Nixon's hearings, I remember uh, in that podcast, Low Berm, when uh, they were talking about like public t- public uh, sentiment changing over the course of time. It was public hearings, like basically this process happening on television that changed everybody's mind. Is that? Do you remember? Was that the Senate or was that this process, the House inquiry? I don't know. I mean, I know eventually the. A lot of the reporting says that they are going to start like publicly doing these. Yeah, I think for right now, from the other side, like it feels like we're getting these huge revelations, but they're coming out in like drips and drabs. Because I think what they're doing is when they know it and they go public, there's they they want to be able to present this information in a way that can catch whatever lame defense the Republicans right. are have like off guard. Because like the. Fox News will still have to show the hearings, right? Like, Oh, yeah. I mean, so, well, who knows right. how far they'll go. Whereas, to... like, the only people who are reporting on the drips and drabs of bad news for Trump that are coming out of these hearings are, you know, fake news. Yeah. Like AP and uh, <laughs> Reuters. <laughs> or Reuters. Some shit. And... No, even yesterday, right? Uh, after Bill Taylor gave his uh, deposition, Jim Jordan came out and all the reporters trying to be like, oh, what happened in there? And he was ashen faced. Oh, really? And did not say anything. Yeah. So then that shows you something, too, because yeah. Democrats will come out and they were like, I can't really tell you what I saw. But whoa. Right. Joey Lawrence. Whoa. <laughs> it whoa. was fucking wet, wacky in there. And so I think you, it, when you see these people and a lot of the even the, a lot of the descriptions of the reactions of the Congress, the congressional members during Taylor's deposition were a lot of people just being like just reeling. Yeah. So and I think the other thing, too, is just like Trump uh, the day before was saying, you know, I you know, these uh, the GOP really needs to step it up. They got to get more aggressive and defend me. Right. I think this is this storming of the skiff is that sort of outward demonstration to his bootlickers of allegiance that yeah. they're like you see what we did right. we just barged in on this closed door hearing for you right it also feels Can like such like a businessy like succession vibe where it's like you're just walking into meetings and to conference meetings. rooms and be like stop yeah. right yeah. that's how businessmen he watched yeah. that he was like, <laughs> he's like how do we get logan really on our side he's like uh mr president that's the actor brian cox playing a part what oh fuck <laughs> uh but i mean so he also came out and talked about how Mitch McConnell was totally backing him on his version of events. So, yeah, Is that, that right? was October 3rd, right, when this shit was coming out with the transcript. Like, I think right after the memo had come out, just listen, this is a this is a thing of something Trump said October 3rd, trying to drag Mitch McConnell to his defense, and then Mitch McConnell on, I believe, Tuesday or Wednesday. I read Mitch McConnell's statement yesterday, and he read my phone call, mm-hmm. and as you know, he put out a statement that said that was the most innocent phone call he's read. And I spoke to him about it too. He read my phone call with the president of Ukraine, Mitch McConnell. He said, that was the most innocent phone call that I've read. I mean, give me a break. Okay. This is someone asking Mitch McConnell. That his phone call with the Ukrainian president was perfect and innocent. Do you believe that the president has uh, handled this Ukrainian situation? Uh, we've not had any conversations on that subject. So he was lying about that? <laughs> no, I, I don't recall any conversations with the president about that. Mm. I don't know her. I mm, who? No. Yeah. It's again. I mean, in the past, you know, Mitch McConnell is more than willing to provide cover. I don't know. I don't know what this means. If you're uh, if you got your it's Mueller time uh, mug and hat on right now, you're probably like, but that's the that's it. Right. Uh, but I don't know. I think it, it's definitely clear that he's distancing himself from this. Right. So take that for what it is. But at the same time, he's also just saying, well, you'd have to ask him. I don't recall. So. Right. It's, not, it's a little it's still weaselly. The most innocent phone call is such a funny phrase, too. The most yeah. innocent phone call I've it's ever read. It's a perfect read. phone yeah. call. What is, can we actually explore that? What would an innocent Guys, phone right. call be? I read dozens of phone calls a day, uh-huh. and this is <laughs> up there with the most innocent of them. I mean, you know, my hobby is to go through <laughs> right. phone transcripts of right. the most innocent transcripts. That this was this was a like a baby lamb. Right. Innocent. <laughs> Um, a perfect? I don't know. Like you, there was no no stumbling. No. Yeah. I mean, it's just Trump speak. It's just he he. No, I know, but I'm only just... has access to a handful of words. Right. But point, I just so. I want to live in that world, right? Right. Where someone goes, oh fuck, 
Fuck yeah, Mr. President. <laughs> that was a fucking perfect fucking call, dude. High fives all Holy around. Holy shit. Yeah. That was Hell fucking yeah. perfect, You dude. asked him how he was at the top. Right. Yo, asked him was, you said his name right? And then you're like, dude, I think your wife is a really lovely person. Oh my God, oh, dude. Shit. What? <laughs> Low bar, Jesus, man. Perfect, dude. Born on third, thinking he hit a triple. Dude, born on like fourth. Yeah. Like he's like, it's a new base. <laughs> and only the rich can get two. Right. Yeah, we'll see. Just another check in with the 2020 election. One more just little piece of evidence on the Bernie blindness thing. There was a poll of head to head matchups. Uh, they did Biden versus Trump, Warren versus Trump, Buttigieg versus Trump, and Kamala Harris versus Trump. Uh, and then they also did Biden and Warren versus Pence. Okay. But they nowhere to be seen, Bernie. Like um, that they just didn't show the results? Yes. Or that they didn't even bother to. They didn't get... ask the question. They oh, so they don't even have the data. They tested wow. the <laughs> three of the top four and also Kamala Harris, who has plummeted. And they were like, so uh, somebody asked them, they were like, why didn't you test Bernie? And the person's explanation was that Buttigieg is surging, which it turns out that story was kind of a media narrative. He's been polling around 13% in Iowa steadily. And people just were like, well, now that he kind of had a good debate or a debate that got a lot of media attention, we're going to pay attention to the fact that he's been pulling at 13%. Uh, and Harris has stalled. And so he was like, we just wanted to see what it was like, uh, people who are surging and stalling, except, uh, like I said, Buttigieg isn't surging and Harris hasn't stalled. She's plummeting basically she's right. like in the realm of your Beddoes and uh mm -hmm. bookers like she's not really there anymore um huh. but sanders i mean it's just uh they don't think that sanders is a legitimate candidate they're he's like clearly eventually the <laughs> eventually like he's going to go away so let's just ignore him until he do well then yeah. he has plenty of supporters who don't need those polls to know uh, that they're that they're right. into the movement yeah. that he's yeah. representing. Ah, well, you know, it's like uh, Larry Agron. Isn't he having like the most attended rallies right now? Like his rallies are huge. Mm -hmm. Bernie had yeah. the highest, the biggest rally. I mean, it was when he announced AOC or uh, when AOC announced her what's endorsement. It endorsement publicly so. at least because she had done it like right. on Twitter, I think, before. But yeah, yeah. so was, that also probably helped that it was AOC in New York, but. Either way, I mean, he's going to draw a fucking crowd. Right, yeah. yeah. But I I don't think he's the front runner. And in fact, there was a Biden poll that came out that like put him back way out in front. And granted, it was only one poll, but uh, it was pretty significant and one that's like not a complete garbage poll. So things may be stabilizing for Biden. It's just weird when, it's I don't just, know. He you just, just needs don't a couple more town halls. Right. And he'll Who, fully Bernie? show his ass or Biden. 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 Or like a bloodshot eye. Yeah. 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 Just <laughs> blood pouring into his eye. His teeth just turn black yeah. in the middle of his <laughs> sentence. You're like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm not like a Bernie stan. I just do think it's noteworthy when the media has this blind spot. Miles, you were talking about a documentary you saw. Well, th there's this, this documentary from 1995 called Spin, and it's just a lot of footage from the 1992 campaign, presidential campaign. It's a lot of like raw satellite feeds and stuff. And there was a candidate, Larry Agron, who he was from Irvine, California. He wasn't like the most compelling guy, but you know, a lot of this stuff, he was like, you know, we have a lot of urban issues, like in terms of funding the cities, like our cities are crumbling. And he was sort of like one of the things he's talking about was reducing defense spending to put that into like city infrastructure support programs. And the media completely erased him from the campaign. Yeah. Like you don't you wouldn't be able to know. You'd think it was Jerry Brown and a few other people running like with Bill Clinton for the Democratic nomination. But he was full on like being cropped out of photos like when he, he only got one interview, he was polling at the same as other candidates and even better than some and being not included in debates to the point that he was like showing up screaming like I should be up there. What the fuck is this? Right. Um, and, you know, I mean, that was a very different landscape now because people are, I think, much more savvy now. But there is this there is this sort of like gatekeeper class in the media, mm -hmm. too, that does this sort of thing. 
Yeah. And I think it's just a little, it's, it's just disingenuous. I think just journalistically to, to completely ignore something. I mean, not that pollsters are journalists, but like if you're going to do, be doing some kind of analysis, right. why not make it meaningful? Yeah. And I just think that they have their own opinions about who has a realistic shot. And from the beginning, you know, that guy in 1992 was somebody they were like, nah, he's got no shot. Yeah, he was arrested for trying to get on the debate stage because he's like, I'm polling as the same as this guy. Like, right. I have 4%. He was what the in f- front of a couple of people yeah. by the end. and yeah. yeah. We found out it's Bernie the whole time. Right. Yeah. Well, he actually ended up like, if, if you know, like Orange County politics, he got into this whole thing where like he developed, there's like this huge park thing that was being built and it was just an utter like financial disaster. disaster. Yeah. So I wouldn't say he was necessarily like the same kind of figure, but probably an example of how like, you know, the media can squeeze you out. Mm-hmm. Well, but they're looking out for us. I mean, they knew that this guy was a total fuck up. Well, and there was a was thing, gonna... too, where he's like, he was complaining about the media coverage. And he's like, well, you don't have enough media coverage to get media coverage. Right. Right. It's like that thing where you're applying for a job. And yeah. it's like, well, we need someone with more experience. Like, there, I need this experience. What? I, right. The, the, I need the experience to get this doesn't make sense. Right. So do you think social media has made that better? Cause he can like self. Um, yes. Yeah. Like yeah. self-promote. Yeah. You don't yeah. need TV. I mean, there was only one way to get out there, like radio, TV or newspapers. Right. right. They don't have TikTok, fucking Twitch and yeah. Twitter and fucking all this shit. Cause Marianne Williamson, I feel like was largely grass rooted through people who thought she was funny. Like I felt like <laughs> right. I find that found out about her through Twitter. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. For being the jokey orb candidate. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I do, you know, I I was talking about how this is something that you could argue happened to Trump in 2016, and he was able to get past it, I think, at least partially because of social media and Twitter. Um, and well, he was like a – but then it became a funny, like a joke worth right. covering, and that's right. when it changed a little bit. But like, you know what? Let's see what this asshole yeah. – like, can you believe this guy? Right. That's sort of what the coverage right. was. Can yeah. you believe <laughs> And then it eventually became that they were like – you know, I'm not saying he had an unfair disadvantage like once the election got to the general election, but just at the beginning, I think people were like, well, this is never going to happen. Should have been Jeb, huh? Right. Please That's, clap. <laughs> please clap. Uh, yeah. And then there was also that the, the fact that the uh, the news networks like knew he was good TV, so they put him on. But. And when he hosted SNL and like late night embraced yep. him. Right. Yeah. And Jimmy Fallon tussled his toupee. Right. <laughs> All right. We're going to take another quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And so is the NBA, you guys. Mm. Mm. Uh, the Lakers played the Clippers uh, the other day. What a night. game. It was a very good game. Uh, this is the new look Lakers with Anthony Davis, uh, the new look Clippers with Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George looking like he's one of the Oscars. Right? The fuck was that outfit? Yeah. All right, that's opening night. I get it. Yeah. Wasn't he wearing a tuxedo? Like a fucking shimmery tuxedo? Mm-hmm. Whatever. But that's fine. There was also a new look for the NBA's the headwear of the players. Yes, uh, this is a thing I've noticed right. as a man losing their hair and yeah. as your hairline starts running for the border of the back of your skull. Right. Uh, you know, the headband can be your best friend, can obscure your hairline, okay? Just like these hats do. Right. And I suspect, I don't know what it is, but the NBA headbands seem thicker than they have over. They've gotten like thicker, thicker, like wider. The width of them. They used right. to be like a like you'd see in the '80s aerobics videos, like right. kind of a little head. That's what we thought yeah. a headband was. We yeah. saw that shit that people were rocking in the '80s and '90s, and then we got full, like nearly full on beanies that they're wearing, like a muffler, <laughs> right? Uh, because I'm like, is because Nike's making a lot of the accessories now. Are they accommodating LeBron James's weird hairline? Right. Because part of me believes it. Yeah, he's, he's like one of their star the players. He needs the head. He needs the headband. He needs the coverage because the plugs aren't working that great. Yeah. Anyway, my big headband, the big headband industry. from big headband, yeah. big yeah. headband, big headband. No I one think. talks about it. Who? No one talks about it. People oh yeah, except for yeah. I think it's just me and Joe Rogan right now. I <laughs> <laughs> really have our eyes open Joe. to this shit. Yeah. But yeah, I, there's something about it too. I just I because I remember when I was rocking the headbands uh, when I had a healthier head of hair uh, in the early 2000s. Mm. They were they were thin. 
They were yeah. a lot thinner. Like Jason Terry, when right. he was rocking a headband, this he'll be like, what the fuck is this? An yeah. ace bandage? Yeah, Jason Terry's headbands were very thin. Same anyway. Boogie Cousins rocked some very thin headbands. Uh, but yeah, it's almost like they stretched the same amount of fabric out because it's like a very thin but wide headband. Yeah, well, yeah. for a while they were rocking like the bandana. Right. Like, what was it? Wasn't Jimmy Butler wearing one? Yeah. The uh, And then they made him take it off. They were calling it something. I forget. Like the karate uh, headband with the knot in the back. Like the tie back. Yeah. yeah. Like get your Nadal on. Yeah. You know what so I mean? So they are regulating uh, headbands in the NBA. Just not the width. Yeah. But hey, look, you know. I salute the I salute the bald kings of the NBA. Yeah, and LeBron looked a little like a step slow. Yeah, look, it's the first it's the first game. First, come game. on, man, All right. come on. All AD right. looked good though. Yeah, AD looked good. Uh, Kawhi is a robot. Uh, In Japanese, Kawhi means like scary. Yeah. So think about that. They knew what they were doing when they named that dude. <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, check in with Mangazi real quick. Oh uh, yeah, Cuba Gooding Jr has now been indicted on another sexual misconduct charge. This is a third woman. There's also this footage that recently, I I think it's been around for a while, but only recently made its way to... The mainstream? The mainstream. It may have been just out of no... I don't know. This clip... This is Cuba Gooding Jr. at a club, gets on mic, and they're like, get get that dude over here. It's Cuba Gooding Jr. Hey, yeah, everyone, Cuba Gooding Jr., why don't you say something, Cuba Gooding Jr.? This is what he says. Hold on. Bring that man up here. Hold on. Somebody suck that baby's dick. Somebody suck that baby's dick. Uh, yeah. What? In what context? What, <laughs> sir? Sir? <laughs> I believe every, I mean, I, wow. What the, fu- I don't even know what the fuck to say about that. It, it sounds like a voicemail before rap song. Right. Yeah, yeah. You have right. one message at right. 8.43 p.m. <laughs> Somebody suck that baby! <laughs> like, wh- you cue the beat. Yeah. Also, uh, Nelly also had to settle uh, with an accuser of like some sexual assault accuser in the UK, too. Mm. Uh, so what the fuck is going on? Come anyway. On, uh, yeah. Because Cuba Gooding Jr., at first it was like this one... Uh, like surveillance tape that people were pointing to that like people were like oh god yeah he's getting weird and handsy yeah and then multiple people have been coming out and then actually on that twitter thread that had that video other women who are like i've been in a nightclub with cuba Gooding jr and he's a sexual assaulting trash like he was yeah. squeezing my butt and doing all kinds of weird shit saying can i do a line off your butt yeah yikes anyway cool. go um, to snow dogs to that yeah it seems like he's just hammered like every time you see him there's a video of him like a couple years ago interrupting Aziz's set where he like went on stage when Aziz was before and was like you're pretty funny was like giving him feedback on his (laughs) set he went up on stage to talk yeah yeah (laughs) so oh he's just one of those dark drinkers yeah Yeah. where he's gone a wily energy the black box stops recording the flight information right and yeah. you might as well be Oceanic Flight 613. <laughs> He's just waking up in the morning like, uh-oh. I hope the baby's okay. What have I done? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what we got to I'm sorry, Flight 815. God, I really showed my ass. You look like a fool. It's from Lost. Um, all right, let's talk about our new national monument. Uh, the, the Joker Stairs are now a tourist destination. Uh, it's an actual location in the Bronx. Uh, it is the scene from the Joker where he's dancing down the steps after he uh, has stopped taking his medication and is now a good dancer. Um, and they play that Gary Glitter, na 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 na. Hey, that song, uh, which is weird, weird Didn't choice, that dude. Do isn't he a uh, child molester? Yes, he is a child molester. Oh, wow, so, that's cool. Okay, uh, and yeah, people started taking note of the stairs, like where it is, put it on Google Maps, uh, oh, right. designated it as a religious site on Google Maps. Get the fuck? Okay. <laughs> uh, and now it's basically a full-fledged tourist attraction. Yeah, the photos of the video clips I've seen, it's almost like you can't actually achieve the thing you'd even want by going there right. because there's yeah. so many people. Like you'd kind of want an uninter- like a clear frame when it's just you on the steps, yeah. but it's like 70 people on the Yeah, people steps. are showing yeah. up at nine in the morning now, Ugh. which that's early. And it's weird, like the when you hear people's like being interviewed or just like, you know, it's just, 
there's something just so powerful about the these steps, man. Yeah, but like I get being a fan of a movie, uh, but it's funny like when like because on Jesus and Meryl's Showtime show they were like, dude, like Meryl was saying, he's like, how dare they take tourist photos on a place I once smoked angel dust? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, and, yeah. And Jesus was like, I've seen people get thrown down those fucking steps, and now yeah. it's like a full on tourist site. And yeah. AOC spoke out again against it, right? I believe so. Yeah, she said it's good that they're getting like attention to the Bronx and like that that's cool but that people should maybe be careful in in that specific location uh and that she doesn't want it like fully crowded but yeah apparently that location during the actual filming of that scene Joaquin Phoenix reported that teenagers uh from a nearby apartment were yelling Fuck you, Phoenix! <laughs> which, which Yo, you're I, dancing is trash! I kind of <laughs> like that they knew who it was, too. Fuck you, Phoenix. Right. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you know, th- there you go. You're in the Bronx, and uh, you're trying to dance all the steps. You're going to yeah. get some smoke from the nearby people in the buildings. Yeah. I just, uh, I'm trying to think of any place from a film I would be that excited to go to. Like, truly. Because, like... There was something you can see the the reverence, yeah, that people are treating those stair that those steps with, right. And I'm trying to think of any f- if a film has been like, you know what, bro, we gotta fucking go there, right? It's also not like good or interesting choreography. It's not right. like impactful, no. <laughs> right? Trash dancing, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like, what if you what's the like if you went to the real Amityville, Beach? Amityville? Oh, Amity Beach, yeah. Amity B, whatever. What's the yeah, shit from Jaws? It's Martha's Vineyard. I've been there, man. But is it called Amity? Is that the real place or did they change the name? Amity Island is not a real island. It's uh, Martha's Vineyard. See? Yeah. But would you, mm, would yeah. you feel good about Or maybe that weird Sea World from the other Jaws that had the mm. when the, the the shark. Right. That would be dope. I, w- I would love to see that, but I don't I don't think that place actually exists. Real Jurassic Park, maybe? Like the, oh, the island from Jurassic Park. Is Lanubar? Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't, I don't think, really exist. No, because they say it's off the coast of Costa Rica, yeah. and I've asked pe- many people if that's a real place, yeah. and I was laughed at. And, yeah, they say there's not really dinosaurs. I was um, in Sacramento once and accidentally saw the blue house from Lady Bird, and I was like, oh, I, like, screamed. It really? Was, yeah, it was very cute. <laughs> did it feel Did it feel religious? Yes. It did? Yeah, I had a seizure. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I saw God. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, you started speaking in tongues. You're like, I was prophesying from up yeah. there. Uh, what about the Rocky Steps, Jack? Don't care. You don't care. Yeah. But that's oh, just yeah, because you're also I've always... in Philly too. Like you're, yeah. it's not familiar. It's yeah, familiar to it you. It is familiar. And yeah, it's just too, it's already, an, it's like saying, uh, would you be blown away by the Statue of Liberty from Ghostbusters 2? It's like, no, that's well, a is it national. Moving? Right. And are we using a Nintendo controller? Right. But like the art museum stairs in Philly are a pretty well-known monument mm. already. So. Yeah. Well, I know, Anna, when you went there for that podcast thing, you you paid proper respects up the stairs. Right. So somewhere, hey, somebody respects Rocky. The, um, yeah, I, the only thing I feel like places where I would feel emotional are probably have to do with sports, sadly. Really? Yeah. Like what? Uh, the first time I went to Highbury. Don't know what that is. Okay. Well, that's where Arsenal Football Club. Um, Got it. Storied. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Storied a football and ground. Uh, that felt really good. But that's the only thing, like, I would be like, damn, man, like, this is where it all happened. Yeah, this is it. And once upon a time in Hollywood, it's really satisfying when they do like the neon sign sequence. Yeah. I'm like, ArcLight, we love it. We know yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, right. it's great. Yeah, Did once you... upon a time in Hollywood is actually a good one. They do yeah. a lot of like real world locations. But it's funny. I was even like, when they went to Casa Vega to get all fucked up, I'm like, I've been going to Casa Vega. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. It's like, you know, it's all, I guess it all depends. It all yeah. depends. Yeah. Oh, if I could uh, maybe go. I don't know, something from Starship Troopers, if that existed in real life, I'd get excited for that. Yeah, there are some places from the original Star Wars, like those, uh, like... Like where Tatooine was supposed to be. Yeah, desert little, like, pod houses are real. That would be dope to just happen upon. In New Mexico? Uh, I don't think think they are. I think there's North Africa somewhere, like Morocco or something. Yeah. Or Algeria? I don't know. So Vulture actually sent a reporter out to visit the stairs, and they found a ton of tourists. Uh, but a lot of them weren't even fans of the movie. They were just like into the meme. They were just oh, like, so it was just for the mom. Right. Yeah. Damn. Which suggests it'll probably go away pretty uh, pretty soon. I but, mean, yeah. Uh, hey, look, you know, if you're just trying yeah. to hop in on the viral trend, 
do some good fucking do some good parody shots, man. Because right. I saw a lot of people doing like the weirdest, most awkward poses, yeah. <laughs> trying to like mimic the joke. I was like, huh, okay, uh-huh. but this is, I guess, it's also ref- like maybe this truly is like this one of those manifestations of sort of where societies come, right? Where it's there are people who don't even actually engage with the original artwork that right. or, you know that drew people there. They're there because of the social media likes and attention it will garner them. Right. And that's what the draw is. Might not even be an emotional attachment to the film. It's like, no, nah, I'm about to get like 40 likes on this. Right. So it's also interesting because I often like reference movies I realize I've never seen, but like that it's in the lexicon where mm. I hear people talk about it or right, hear right. quotes from it. I will say it without knowing I'm like referencing a larger scheme. Yeah. Like what? I on I constantly quote Fight Club and I don't realize it until like five uh, months later. It's until really five, it's scary. So doing it for five years. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Like, what do you say? I will say like like weapons formed against me will not prosper because like that's what I've heard people say. Yeah. And then people are like, oh, Fight Club. Right. And then right, I'm like, right. oh god, I've yeah, got to stop. Of course, it's Fight Club because it's like signifying a larger incel culture that I'm not aware of. Right. They're like, yeah. yeah, you fuck with. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're like a Tinder date. Like, Whoa, dude. <laughs> she gets I it. Weapons formed against me will not prosper. Is that a Fight Club? You find yourself yeah. saying that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. What's I feel going like on? it's oh, great, like some <laughs> hardcore shit. Yeah. What I do is <laughs> I black out and I get these fist fights underground. <laughs> and I, um, that's pretty. That's pretty dope. Oh, uh, other famous stairs though, uh, where I went to college, the Exorcist stairs are yeah. right there, and people. That's oh, a really? big tourist destination. Yeah. Someone made the point that in movies this year, stairs have been resembling like class structures. So, like in Us, when she goes downstairs, and in Parasite, similarly, when they go down the stairs, mm. it's like a big theme in movies right now. Right. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Hey, wake the people up. You know. Yeah. Anyways. Oh wait, that's that's from the Bible actually. Isaiah fifty four seventeen. Wake what? the people up. No weapon that is formed against thee shall <laughs> that's prosper. That's the most embarrassing thing. That's so ever. Actually, <laughs> actually, so good to meet one of my fellow Christian sisters. Oh, no. right. That's even worse. The King like, James version. Yeah. Uh, huh. I'm gonna get beat up one day. Really <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I love that other hot take from uh, Fight Club. Thou you know. shall not kill. No, no, for God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son. I mean, and Tyler Durden. So. <laughs> WWTD. Uh, that was, well, that was an old blog site. Right. What, what would, would Tyler, Tyler Durden, Durden do? do? Yeah. What happened to that guy? Yikes. Whatever happened to him. Hope he's okay. Well, Maddie, it has been a pleasure having you. Thank on you the so Daily much. Zeit it's guys. been so fun. Uh, where can people find you? Um, I'm on Twitter at personally rich. Okay. Yeah, that's, good. that's me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> personally, yep. Mm-hmm. And I run a show at Lyric that actually Jamie Loftus is going to do um, called uh, "You're Going to Love This." Okay. Yeah. Nice. Dang. Really. Yeah. November eighth. Okay, come through. Hit it up. See Jamie. See Maddie. Uh, and is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Um, yes, I just pulled this up. Um, a tweet from Kay Austin Collins, Watchman? Absolutely not. Or Watchmen, <laughs> rather, question right. mark. Yeah. Oh, Watchmen? Watchmen? <laughs> Absolutely not. That's good. Miles, where can people find you? Twitter, Instagram, at Miles of Gray. Tweet I like is from, uh, at nice underscore N underscore normal. It says, I fucked a guy that's now dead from being old. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> It's such a weird sentence. And another one from Dana Donnelly at Dana Don Lee. One time I hooked up with a guy who at 4 a.m. said, okay, here's the deal. If you leave now, I'll call your Uber. But if you sleep over, you have to call your own Uber. Mm. And then I dated him for an entire year. (laughs) I love Dana so much. She's great. Yeah. A couple tweets I've been enjoying. Alana Hope Levinson uh, tweeted, emotionally unavailable people love texting in all lowercase. Uh, wow. <laughs> and then Nick Weiger tweeted this uh, said re-upping Alvin Gentry's story about meeting Buzz Aldrin from seven seconds or less uh, Alvin Gentry is a NBA basketball coach so the story is a quote from Alvin Gentry so it's a full moon beautiful night says Gentry and I'm trying to think of something to say to this famous guy and finally I say Buzz damn you ever look up and see the moon and think to yourself how people stare at it all the time and write poems about it, and you walked on it? You walked on it. And Buzz looks at me and shrugs and says, no, fuck no. Wow. (laughs) No, man. 
Fuck, fuck no, no man. man. <laughs> I believe you get your ass kicked for saying something like that. <laughs> no. You ever, somebody ever told you you got no, the man. case of the Mondays? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I think that's exactly what I pictured yeah, as Diedrich Bader in Office <laughs> <Me> Space. <too. laughs> no, man. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> he is a fucking wild card, that I Buzz know, Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin, man. Watch out for him. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. Find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what's that going to be? This is a three-person three collab. Deej, D33J, Deb Never, and Shlomo. It's called Nothing Left. Uh, and it's a really, just a great, great little track of music. Great beat. Track of music. Great yes. track of music. My favorite unit of measure. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Mm. Uh, it's, 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 uh, you know, we're getting into the weekend slowly but surely. One more day left. One more. And, uh, you know, I just want to get your, your, your heart rate up a little bit. All right. Uh, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for today. We will be back tomorrow because it is a daily podcast, and we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Bitches looking bad now. I've been skipping classes. I've been on that acid. Smoking never passes. Making money fast now. I can't even smash now. Off a pill, gon' pass out. Stomach like a snake.